Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue, or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Well, this week on KookCast, our intern Sophie wanted us to explore a topic that's frequently sought, the idea of improving your surfing when you're not surfing. <laughs> this is an interesting one for us. Uh, well, because from childhood until now, both Coach Ev and myself have had a pretty convenient and easy access to the ocean and therefore little motivation to find ways to improve other than just go surfing. But actually, when we really thought about it, we realized there's a number of things we've been doing on land all along that have sharpened our skills and abilities as surfers. And it's been a big part of our growth. So this episode is dedicated to all the people who aren't in the position to surf three, four, five times a week, busy moms and dads, inlanders who have to spend hours in the car just to get to the beach, and all the other people who just can't get out in the water whenever they want. This is our discussion post-evaluation of our lives out of the water that, as it happens, benefited us in the water. All right, so what I want to talk about this week was basically why we decided to do this topic for the episode. And um, kind of as like a newer surfer, when I started really getting into surfing and like becoming obsessed with it, I'll say, everything I wanted to like consume was um, surf content. And so like on Instagram, uh, YouTube, like everything started getting curated to like uh, falling pro surfers and even non-pros, which is people who are like really, really good in surfing throughout the world and like in Florida too. Um, and watching like nobody surfs like raw days like that would be like my whole YouTube content and like I'd put it to go to sleep when I'd wake up just like love watching those type of things but being from Miami um there's not so many we're not so blessed with constant waves so when I wanted to start improving a lot I was thinking like what can I do kind of outside of the water when there's no waves when it's flat to get better and then I started realizing like instead of just admiring these like content the surf content I was consuming all the time or like all these people I admired maybe like take something from it and like learn from them and and uh study like okay how are they pros like they didn't just wake up as pros one day like what are they doing on their boards where is their focus where's their direction and kind of like I think that's what inspired me to talk to coach Chris and coach Ev about doing an episode of what you can do outside of the water when it's flat when there's no waves because surfing definitely is like a whole kind of like commitment and there's a lot of things that you can do like when you're outside of the water to improve your surfing inside I think a lot of people can benefit from uh these like little tricks and and tips and stuff like that but that was one thing that basically made me think of this episode so I'm excited to learn what what these guys have to have to say about it um and yeah that's my little gist for for this episode so take it away 
Yeah, thanks for queuing us up on this. This is definitely a good one. I think it's it's good motivation for all all of us, you know, like just to not just sit there and wait for waves, you know, like go and do something, whether it be for the the body or the mind or or the spirit, whatever, however you want to categorize it. But there's always something to be doing, you know. Um, speaking to your point about just watching on YouTube or, or on the computer or on your phone, the ones that I love the best is when they slow down people's surfing and like slow down, of, of course, for Coach and I is like slow down everything, like slow them down, like tracking the wave down, picking up the wave, standing up, like all that, that early stuff or even the, the later stuff on the kick out. Um, but just like, I can't get enough of the slow-mo. That's when I can really <laughs> see, you know, where, where they're looking, where their head is positioned, all the, all the little uh, nuanced stuff that, that you can't see at full speed. Mm, that's a good point. Um, the slow-mo is a really good, it helps you to pick up things that you wouldn't otherwise see. It kind of reminds me of how like the first time I took a walk around like a, a a new neighborhood I was living in and, you know, maybe for months or, you know, for however long I'd been driving home and leaving home and thinking I was seeing the neighborhood. But when you walk, all of a sudden everything is now passing you by so much slower and you see so much more and you're like, oh, look at that little shed they got back there. And I didn't realize this yard goes over to here and you just can see more. And it's almost like I didn't even see what was happening all this time. I was just blowing right by it. And that's really easy to happen to you when you're watching surfing because there's so many subtle nuances that you don't see. But when you slow it down, you start to pick it up. You know, I like especially your note about where they're looking. You know, that's a really big one that beginner surfers don't realize. A better surfer, a a put together surfer doesn't just commit to a direction and kind of head down and just go that way. They're constantly reevaluating the wave and the situation. Everything's moving, the crowd's moving, the wave's moving towards them, you know, everything's changing moment by moment. So that's one of the subtle things that when you watch a clip in slow-mo, you really can see like, look how much that surfer is trying to take in. Um, I also really liked your note about like, just going into this whole topic, what we can do for ourselves and how to improve as surfers out of the water. Um, you said like spiritually, and I really think that is a huge part of improving yourself as a surfer is getting into a, a mental place. We talk about it all the time, you know, your mentality. Um, but it's just so easy to go on a roller coaster ride with your mentality and your attitude and to have bad sessions because of that, not because of physical things you didn't do well, but because you're, you were just in this ego or very self-conscious place that, that you know, kind of toys with your performance and messes you up a little bit. And, and it just, I think it, it's hard to imagine maybe, but recently for me personally, I just had a great episode, uh, a great session and it, I felt so much of the credit was due to like how I started. Like I was excited. I was just like positive and uplifted and not putting pressure or competitive sense on myself, but just like eager, you know? And I think that, you know, one of our points on our list will address how to get to that place, you know, like breath work and yoga and and these things that can just make you more still and more present and be in a place where you go into your sessions just more effective, you know, mentally. I'm struggling for the words right now, but, 
You know what I mean? Like in a place where your mind is not going to be the thing that gets in the way of your surfing. If it's something else, you know, so be it. It can be. But uh, yeah, not letting it be your mind and, and learning how to train yourself when you're not surfing in a spiritual and mental way is is huge. Yeah, that kind of makes me think of one of these notes is just like the, the mind surfing and the studying of the ocean and like just putting the time in at the at the beach, you know, looking at the ocean and like, I'll just never forget like going down to to this little break in Malibu for the first time and it was like a beach party and I was like being introduced to all these people and like I was like <laughs> looking around them <laughs> watching the waves and he, and the, the guy like turned around and looked back he's like oh you, you you must be a surfer you know like you cannot take your eye off off the waves and then like you know, being out in, in New York and, and really like learning to appreciate just like mind surfing. Like so there's so many days where the waves are actually like six inches, you know, like there's nothing going on out there other than these little running waves along the shore. And I would just like go take a run and just kind of like sit there and, and breathe and stretch, but really be focused on the ocean. And like you can just learn so much about how waves break and how water moves but you have to put in the time with it. You know, you have to be like really, like Sophie was saying, you just gotta be like so intrigued and so infatuated with it, you know? Mm. Yeah, the mind surfing category is a really valid um, uh, way to get better at surfing when you're not surfing. And I, and I love the example you said of like the tiny little waves because even like not at the ocean, like in the bay when a boat goes by, and there's this little sand bank on the beach that causes that wake to run along it and peel down the line. I mean, literally, we're talking about an inch or two of a wave, but it still is a wave. It's still a model, a representation of what is a surfing wave, you know, a surfable wave. And to see it like close out the entire beach, but then this one little piece of sand that juts out like a <laughs> finger into the water causes that wave to run. Just I remember being a kid and that kind of stuff caught my eye. You know, and I was like, oh, look at that little runner. Like, if you were an ant, you could get tubed. How many times have you said that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, if I was this big, I'd be getting tubed for, like, that's amazing. That's a stand-up tube for an <laughs> ant right there. Get out there, you guys. What are you doing? What are you doing carrying leaves around? You're, way, you're blowing it. <laughs> but um, it really did show me, like, it, it took what's happening on a grand scale and what you're trying to catch and do as a surfer and made it this micro model. You know, and you could see like the origin of the wave. You could see the approaching line. You could see the sandbar from like a drone aerial perspective, looking down at your feet and watch that thing run by and crash into your ankles. Um, and it really like it did. It, it, it got your your uh, imagination excited. And it also kind of it reminds me of this clip I saw in a surf movie. Maybe someone out there would be able to recognize it when I describe it, because I don't know. Um, what it was but it was one of the irons brothers and he was in a situation like this like on the the very absolute beach ocean you know line and a little ankle high wave is like running along and he's got his hand down at his ankles he's like a five-year-old and he's like he's got his the edge of his hand like a, a rail of a surfboard in the pocket of this little two-inch wave and he's like following it with his hand along the beach and I was like, it, it was another one of those moments of like, look at like what's happening there in that little kid who turns out, you know, years later to be one of the most brilliant pro surfers on the planet is known. 
Um, but as a Grom, he's surfing waves with his hand and he kept his hand like perfectly in the tube pocket, like, and just followed the wave. And it was just another example of mind surfing. And here he is like a little four or five year old kid in ankle deep water, basically practicing his surfing. Yeah, that I definitely, I love that. You know, I can remember being on boats and like tripping out on the wake and, and, and all those little things and just, just getting into it, you know, and, and really, really appreciating how water moves and, and all that. It's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. But let's, let's move on to some like things that peeps can actually be doing, you know, on, <laughs> on land. You know, one of the main things that we always talk to our students about is like, you know, we get, we get a lot of peeps middle age who, who really want to step up their surfing. And a lot of the, what's holding them back physically is, is their flexibility. Mm. And like, you know, we're getting older too. So we're start, you know, we're really having to like put in the time to stay limber and stay loose and not have something nagging you while you're trying to go out there and enjoy surfing. And it really has to, to do with getting on a routine where you're stretching, you know, every day. You don't get limber five minutes before a surf session. Right, right. Like, like you see everybody trying to do like this intricate stretching and workout situation before they hit the water. And it's like, oh, then they're gassed by the time they get out there. <laughs> yeah, that really is probably the number one way I would say that you can improve your surfing when you're not surfing um, is stretching because that's the biggest holdback I see in people uh, and even experienced surfers you know as you were saying like it's not just a beginner thing um, it, it goes across the board for experienced surfers and just old timers who are like who've been great surfers all their life, lives but kind of like let themselves go in the flexibility department and you see it in the slowness of their stand-up. Like if they don't have the perfect takeoff and wave and everything, if it's just a little steeper, a little faster, they're struggling because they can't get up the way they need to, you know? And a lot of times that's the hips um, or the lower back, you know, that really like causes you to hit a point in between laying down and standing up where you're like, oh, you know, and your body's like, nobody, that's not happening smoothly. Uh, and it comes just back to that loose, you know, limber muscle that, is only going to be maintained through a daily habit and not like you said 5 minutes before you paddle out. Yeah, you know, re really I think you should just be getting better and better and better as you get older in surfing because it is such a mind game and if if you're surfing like within your your ability then it sh it can be like really low impact on your body. Mm. So I think that if you maintain it, really you should just be going up 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 and up the ladder as far as even performance because again it's like so much about your your mindset and so much about your knowledge of the spot and your positioning and and which waves to choose and that kind of stuff so um i think that should be motivation for some of the listeners out there like yeah you guys can really really step up your game by the stuff that you do on on flat days um to get better Right. Yeah. And kind of in that same category, but worth mentioning is um, calisthenics, um, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, whatever, like in surfing, uh, another one of the things that I see, you know, beginner surfers more so in this part, um, but it's just their, the strength to be able to hold positions. You know, it's one thing to just pop up and jump to your feet and, and kind of breeze right through a press-up. 
But really when we're teaching, you know, we're asking people to hold press ups and to, to do certain things that basically you don't need to be strong, like muscular, you just need to be able to hold your weight, you know, and that's what the push ups do and the just the general light body weight um, exercises, you know. Um, but in, and I, that, you know, when people have asked us, like in the membership site, they've been like, oh, where's the videos for like at home training? And I always think like, yeah, what would we do for that? And I would be just that simple stuff that you already know from like gym class in first grade, second, third, you know, like just do some push-ups, plank, hold yourself up over your hands and just stay there. As simple as that is, that's what you have to do in surfing and balance, you know? So like, it's not just being able to just barely do it for five seconds, but to be able to do it comfortably and kind of like subtly be able to shift your weight, which you'll have to do on a board that's on, on the water. Yeah, if, I'm sure that there's, you know, if you live in like a surf town, there might be like a surf yoga class that you can attend. But I mean, it's like basically all yoga is going to aid you in, in your surfing, you know, s certain poses more than others, but really they're all, they're all great. And they, they all, you know, encompass some sort of balancing and, and some sort of, you know, body weight training and, and that kind of stuff. And it's just, I never feel better than after I, do a proper yoga session you know and really really dig into it and not rush through it so get again get in this little routine um breath work is something that coach talks about a lot um as far as like upping your comfort ability you know to when you do get in the water and you get rolled and you're just kind of laughing under there like oh i got so much more time down here if i need if i need to or want to mm. and yeah just just the breathing and that kind of like that goes right back into the mentality and the and and the, the spirit behind it is just like if you can get to that place of being able to calm yourself down then you're just like you're just so far ahead of most surfers out there most surfers when things go start getting a little hairy they start you know their breathing is like the first thing to go mm. you know and they don't even know that it's gone you know like they're breathing super shallow and they're like tripping out and it's it's still only a you know two to three foot day but they're just in a funky spot you know and they're they're skittering scattering around trying to stay out of the way and they're just like huffing and puffing so hard and uh if if you can get your breath under control that's like huge mm, yeah i think that's why kind of yoga is the good all-encompassing title for that category like it kind of captures the the the, the strength aspect the mindfulness the flexibility and the breath you know like in a good yoga session and with a good instructor you'll be working on all those things um and so that's why i really like that kind of catch-all for it you know the the yoga but you got to find what works for you for some people i don't know what it is they just have like a a little block like they can't do it they don't want to do yoga or something but damn you got to stretch at least you know um yeah anyway moving on one of the things that i've for a long time said no doesn't help your surfing and since have changed my mind is skateboarding and i think i would really credit uh marcelo castiano for this in in uh el salvador when i went and visited his little surf coaching camp retreat there 
um, but he was using skateboard to teach body mechanics. And he was also like a higher level surf coach, so it was really relevant. Um, we focus more on, you know, fundamentals and just being a proficient water person, being able to move around the lineup, catch waves, stand up, control your board, that's it. But there is something to be said of the next level when you just want to start being able to do turns and, and, and control the board on the wave as you ride it. And that's where he used skateboarding to really train people how to have good posture while they ride, how to uh, create the rotational action in your body while maintaining the posture, how to hold uh, all those things together and effectively have the body mechanics required to turn a surfboard, but trained on a skateboard, you know, and it just, it really kind of changed my mind about like, oh wow, yeah, skateboarding can really be a great way to train um, certain aspects of, you know, better surfing when you're not surfing. Yeah, it's kind of like isolating things, you know, like we, we get so, like it, the, the time that we get standing up on the board in surfing is so fleeting, you know, in most, in most situations, it's so quick, you know, that you're just like, you're basically going off of instinct. Whereas if you train, you know, if you train that instinct, then you'll be in a lot better place. Right. And just like, you know, for, for most people, I'd say, keep your ass off a skateboard, you know, <laughs> know. or if, <laughs> if you are, then get all, you know, all suited, suited up, you know, be like the bionic person before you even get on the skateboard. But um, there, there is a time and a place, you know, like more and more skate parks have like these little flow tracks. Um, that I think can be really good for you, for your timing and and like just getting comfortable moving and and weight distribution and balance and all those things. Um, and I think that if you're like cognizant of it and you're staying like on the ground, then you should be fine, you know. But uh, it is really it is really easy to like hit a rock, you know, and go over and put your hand out and tweak your wrist or something like that. So. You know, you, you know, if, if you have some, some prior background in skating, then maybe you need to get back to it, you know, but if, if, it, if you never have and, and, you know, you're later in life, then maybe stay off the board. Yeah, yeah, good, good warning there. Skateboarding, even as simple as rolling around, is, is, can be so dangerous. Um, all right, what do we got next here? Well, I'm, I love swimming. Like when I, when I'm not able to get down to the beach and just paddle, like jumping in a pool and swimming is like one of my favorite workouts, mm. you know, like mindfulness, breathing and like not being a sweaty mess, like in a gym or something like that. Like that's the last thing that I want to be doing. But the, the thing that I really do want to be is in the water, you know, and put and putting in the time and like, you don't have to be swimming like an Olympic athlete. You know, you could be doing the, like, the little frog kicks and just, like, see how long you can stay out there in the pool, switch up your strokes, and just, like, go out there for 30 minutes and, and see how you're doing. And I think that really aids in, in also something we talk about all the time is, like, get ready to be out there in the ocean without your surfboard, mm. you know? And if you put in a lot of time in the pool and you can, one of our, our students, Big Stevie, he's like, oh yeah, I'm in the pool for an hour. I'm barely moving, <laughs> you know, I'm doing the frog kick and, and, and cruising around. But 
when it comes down to it and you lose your board and you get sucked into a riptide and you got a big lap to do, if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in the water all the time with my head above water breathing for an hour at a time, I'm gonna be fine. It's again, comes back to that, that head trip that we all can get into uh, while surfing. And if, if you got the time under your belt in the water, then I think you're, you're really a lot better off. Yeah, yeah, call it water time. Even if it's not the ocean, it, it's, it's about upping that comfort and without the board, I think that is a really crucial one because everybody kind of just has this assumption you don't realize you have that you're always going to have your board there because, you know, you have your leash on. But that's not the case. As we talked about in a recent episode, like you can lose your board. The leash can break. Maybe you didn't put it on properly. Uh, and then in that case, how comfortable are you going to be out there when you're swimming into shore? Um, the other thing I like about swimming, too, is just the training of like the cadence, the rhythm that you can or cannot have and the difference it makes in your, uh, your endurance, you know, and how long you can do it. Synchronizing the breath with the stroke, you know, and just creating a rhythm that's like maintainable and sustainable. Um, that's what I love about swimming, you know, is just it kind of trains that and it brings, when I do get back on my board and paddle, it, it definitely influences that my stroke you know, and to try to be more like a swimmer and, and to have like that tempo that I march to as a paddler, you know, and it's not necessarily fast. In fact, I think rarely you should try to be fast in surfing, but speed is a combination of technique and, and good, um, good tempo, you know, main, maintaining a, a steady rhythm. Yeah, and it, it is really tough to find anything that can kind of like mimic paddling a surfboard um, and even swimming isn't really the one it doesn't activate the same muscles but what coach was just talking about like your stroke and how your hand enters the water and how it finishes off in the water and, and how you're breathing throughout I think those are really good things that it brings to the table mm, mm. yeah and then okay so when Sophie introduced the episode she was talking about how she kind of got all fired up on just like consuming content you know watching videos watching you know basically anything you can get your hands and eyes on and that is a very valid one that's not quite mind surfing it's more like just studying the way the experts do it and like allowing what your body and mind do without you even realizing of just absorbing things you know like seeing what experts do and without even being able to identify every single thing like in a list, but just letting your body soak it in, you know, like letting your eyes just see what's happening. And it's, it's easier, like there's things that I feel like I know how to do even if I can't do them, like certain really high technical above the lip maneuvers. I've seen it so much and I'm so impressed by it and watch it so much that I like mechanically and in my head I know what I would need to do to do that you know the actual execution of it would take practice because I don't actually surf like that so I would have to practice and do it again and again but like intellectually I would understand what I'm aiming to do and I would know that it was right or wrong when I did it because of how many times I've seen professional surfers do it you know like does that make sense like just using all those all that content as just a study material for what it is you need to do when you get out there is such a helpful way to improve as a surfer. Yeah, it's burned, it's burned in there, right. you know? So, um, 
as far as like watching watching surf films something that popped into mind was like the old school videos do the slow-mo all the time like ultra slow-mo uh five summer stories like it's the best slow-mo of jerry in the tube that you're ever gonna see and they show the whole thing the paddling in the drop and then the setting of the line and then getting spat out and pulling out the shoulder and it's just it's just so good mm, um, yeah that's a great one and, and sophie um mentioned jerry's documentary yin and yang uh that that so came bad. out pretty <laughs> recently is pretty pretty great yeah um is and what else we got here i think that's our list we got anything else we missed sophie no, I just like one thing I kind of want to say, which also in the um, Jerry Lopez like documentary, he talks about how he studied yoga like intensely and like read this whole book and like did all the poses and things like that. And also one thing of like looking at things like that, um, the last point of kind of how we're saying like studying these videos versus just being impressed by them, you start to pick up patterns too, which is kind of what you were saying of like people do really have different styles. And some people are, say, like more aggressive when they serve. Some people are more like uh, flowy or just they just have like different ways of like how they ride a wave. But the technicality and like the fundamentals and stuff is there in every single one. And like that's kind of what you can pick up on when you watch people who are really good at surfing, even people at your local break, like when you watch them around you that are like way better than you. It's fun to study them and see like, okay, what are these little things that they're doing? even like where they place their feet on the board when they're nose riding or when they're like stepping back, when they're turning, where's the weight and everything. You start to realize that there's like certain patterns that everyone is executing despite like style and things like that. But I don't know. That's just like one point I'm super passionate about. So I want to give my two cents, but that was all the points and it was fun listening. Yeah, so well, to speak to that, you know, Coach, what Coach Chris and I would say is like, look, don't just look at what they're doing on the wave, but look at what they're doing before and after, and then you're re you'll really see the the foundation of of that technique. Like, you don't you don't get to practice your nose rides unless you get waves, you know, and and um, so just the the paddling, the board control, and the stand up. That's something we didn't talk about. Was just it, it's kind of a yoga, do this like a yoga flow, your stand-up. Mm. Coach Chris has a really good video breakdown on the website um, of different styles of stand-ups and all that, but that's one thing I know a lot of surfers are like too proud to like practice their, their stand-up on, on dry land, but that's actually something where you can find, oh, there's the kink in my stand-up, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I can't get my fucking foot to come up close to my feet for the life of me. All right, I really need to start working on this. This is bad. Um, and just how, how you keep your eye, you know, keep your eye down the line and still go through your whole stand-up, try a few different styles of it, and then, again, with the muscle memory, take that to your practice and, and see what a what a big advance it can be totally yeah the stand-up is is a good one i'm glad you caught that um before we hung it up but uh great episode thanks for queuing this one up sophie appreciate it great work team thank you see you next time you you